millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Stop faking. Faking. You now know you're a vegan. Yeah. You wanted to. Back in the 90s, you wanted to. It's right. the early 2000s American Pie. You wanted to. And the song's probably in that film. You wanted to. I don't think you tried. They're Armenian. Are they? Yep. Wow. That's an exciting song. Yeah. No, who's, it, song. who's it by? Uh, it's by uh, System of a Down. Oh, of the Down. System of Dread. From Armenia. System, yeah. No, I remember them. Or is they're called yeah. the Island. System of a Dying. Dying. That's Northern Ireland, isn't it? Northern yeah, Ireland. Yeah. Uh, hello, Northern Ireland hello, and welcome to the Excitable Boy podcast All right. for the 1st of February. Uh, we're going to try not to talk over each other because there's three of us. Yes. We've, we've, we have a guest. We have a conch. Week. We have a conch. We have an actual... And a guest. An actual comedian here. Alfie Brown, back. Hello. I'm Alfie, uh, quick, say something funny. I'm quite a regular... I'm quite, I've been on here quite a few times. Two or three? Mm-hmm. Three or four? Yeah, there have been a couple that have just been you and I. You did, we did one together that deleted. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually been on quite a few podcasts where they've told me that. Have <laughs> <laughs> you really? Yeah. No. Yeah, 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 seriously. Yeah. That, it actually happened. It actually got Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on the uh, Liverpool Football Club podcast called The Anfield Rap, which I completely kind of fanboy over. And they rang me up the next day and went, yeah, Sarge, it uh, <laughs> wasn't recording, so uh, it's been lost, but... Uh, do and then they rang me up again to record a special one-off just about me being a comedian. Mm. And uh, that didn't go up either. Yours only got deleted because you weren't funny when you came on here. That's why it got deleted. Really? Yeah. I oh. didn't, it didn't get deleted because of computer malfunction. Right. But was it the computer that decided that I wasn't funny or did <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a little weird box popped up on the That's, You've got a little bot. Up. Bing! Are you sure you want to post this podcast? Yeah, yeah. Well, like the paperclip just yeah, gave yeah. me the finger. Do you yeah. value your listeners? Mm. Um, hello everyone, welcome to the show. What a, what an insane week. The world is in meltdown, it seems. Mm. If you're Muslim, you can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Apart from May, home. 
Yeah, back. Oh, no, actually, that's true. You can go back where you fucking came from. Yeah. Mm. yeah. This is, in quotes, what they would think. Not yeah. That's not representative of the views of the Excitable Boy podcast ensemble. No, no it's good. Disclaimer's important. Yeah. Um, Trump has... Uh, uh, and then everyone's out marching. We went to the march yesterday. You went to the march? Well, you went to the I march. I went to the march. Uh, but you right. didn't go to the march, I'm but you would have done. Why didn't you go to the march? We went to a gig, and I thought we were going to the march afterwards. Right, so. just fitting the march in. Just fitting the march. <laughs> yeah, the march had to work around. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> the gig finished, I went, right, let's go to the march. And everyone yeah. just looked at me and went, Josh, we've already been. Yeah, history yeah. happened without you. Yeah. Because you just wanted to see a gig. My favourite sign there was uh, a girl who had a big sign that said, Visual Artists Against Trump. Right. And it wasn't a very good sign. No. It... <laughs> <laughs> no. No, indeed. He fired his general attorney this morning, didn't he? No, he fired like, Obama's uh, yeah, but she's, appointee. She stayed on at the job. Like, if you work in McDonald's and they get a new manager, mm. which is how he's running it, mm. by the way. Mm. He's just he's literally running it, like, come in like a businessman. Bang, fire 30% of the workplace. New logo, get out. You know? Yeah. Try, and uh, he, this woman, she, she didn't work for Obama. She worked for the government, right? Yeah, yeah. And he came in and just went, yeah, I want to get all the Muslims out. For 90 days, Melania. Mm-hmm. And she went, no, I don't think you could do that. And he literally went, get out. Yeah. That's actually what's happened, isn't it? I mean, you precede it, but yeah. What does precede mean? They made shorter. Oh, for the right. purpose, because you couldn't, I mean, we don't know the whole exchange. Yeah, and I don't, see, I don't, it was probably long. But it's quite a good Trump impression you've got. Thank you. Mm. My Donald Trump impression is a little bit like my Woody Allen impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are similar. Woody's a little more nasal, and he's a little talks a little faster. And joined, I was home for the weekend from college. It's no. always good to see black people doing white voices yeah. in the same way that it's very impressive when I do Denzel Washington. Yeah, can you do it? Can you do it now? No, I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> but if you get me back in a couple of months, I'll do a great Denzel Washington. Yeah, my Richard Pryor's okay. Yeah, but I think it's because he's got lighter skin. But Richard, everyone <laughs> can do a Richard Pryor, can't they? Like, Eddie Murphy's Richard Pryor is better than Richard Pryor's Richard Pryor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the same way that Janet Jackson looked more like Michael Jackson than he did. <laughs> uh, yeah, it feels like the world is in is in meltdown. Yeah. It's made me go, eh, you know, Blair wasn't that bad. Yeah, Blair quite, wasn't that bad. Quite miss Bush. Well, yeah. Anybody that... That's why I don't really like this whole take that uh, it would be if you get rid of Trump then you've got Pence which is just as bad if not worse because mm. yeah. it isn't anywhere near as worse because what you've got in oh, Pence you think, is but you think Pence is better than Trump I mean immeasurably because whilst I, I, I would be happy to sacrifice some women's rights they're not mine to sacrifice right, yeah. but um, <laughs> if that means that we don't descend into nuclear winter yeah and I think like Trump doesn't have the temperament to ensure that we don't go to nuclear war. What does that have to do with women's rights? Oh, because if Pence Oh, because got Pence got... It, gets it, but they're the same thing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He's not going to be any worse. He's obviously... that is an abhor- He has abhorrent views on things like abortion, Christianity, So what you're saying gay. is what's worse, nuclear war or... Or, uh, or somebody who has really bad rights. views on gay rights, yeah, yeah, for four years. What's the worst thing he's done this week? That's a weird question to say. Even that's a weird sentence, isn't it? What? What's the worst thing he's done this week? Well, he's done so many things that it's kind of like... What, what was going on with him holding Theresa May's hand? <laughs> uh, he had one of those electric buzzers in it. Yeah. And he was trying to prank her. Right. But why did he grab it? Was it like a power play? Was he aiming for her <laughs> pussy? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of them was meant to be afraid of the stairs? 
stairs. What? Yeah, that's why they were holding hands, is because they were afraid of going down the stairs together. Or one of them's afraid of the stairs, so said, so oh, can he... I hold your hand? Well, probably, oh. probably a woman in high heels, I would imagine. Would be high heels? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's him who's afraid of the stairs, though. Have you noticed how much more tired he looks? Oh, yeah. Already. Really? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. already looks well, fucking goosed. He looks know, yeah, fucked. He's it's so great. But he's fucking, he's, he's a massive blagger. He's a, he's a, you know, he's just, he gets up in the morning, goes, sir, you got a meeting. He's like walking down the corridor going, you fucking what's serious? going on? What's going on? What's that? Okay, just don't, don't show weakness. Don't show weakness. Don't show weakness. Do you want to sign this? Yeah, sign that. He's just like signing things at the moment. <laughs> That's the thing. You know, Gordon Brown, there, there was a famous uh, story of him when he was in office, when he was in charge of the country. And one of his aides said, oh, by the way, you've got to go and meet um, the Indonesian prime minister today. Yeah. And he went, what? Why do I have to go? Why? Why do I have to go and meet the Indonesian prime minister? Because you're the prime minister yeah. of Great Britain. That's your yeah. job. Mm. It's what you do. It's mm. like all sorts of... But he was much more happy kind of engrossed in books trying to figure out a way to kind of beat the financial crash. <laughs> which, to his yeah. credit, he did quite well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Trump's just... And Melania must be absolutely spewing. Yeah. Because she's got a, like a, a hard job now. But you, want, you, but you do one of two things as first lady. You kind of do a ceremonial ribbon-cutting job. Or you do a kind of a, I'm going to... Actually, use the role to do something. Yeah, the I think quite a lot of them go on kind of altruistic escapades and try and sort of start initiatives and get things moving in Congress and whatnot. Yeah, is she not just in a room? I know this might. I got in trouble because I posted a, a tweet of her. I, I faked a tweet <laughs> that was like from her Twitter account, and I posted an image of it, and it said, "Me so happy, be first number one lady American," or something like that, right? And I got in trouble. Some woman was like, you should not like her because she's, you know, part of the bigotry and you shouldn't take the piss out of the fact that she's speaking a second language, like, and she's doing an okay job at it. Mm. And I thought about it and I felt bad for a little bit. Mm. And then I just realised, I was like, well, hang on a minute. Isn't, that all ties in. It all, her husband's anti-immigration. He's married to an immigrant. Mm. It's, it all ties in. Mm. I just think that maybe Melania is in a room at the minute actually learning English. That's why no one's seen her. There's like a black, like an Adam Sandler film. There's <laughs> 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 someone with a blackboard. Hippo, hippo, hippopotamus, hippo. She's just having to learn how hmm. to talk properly so that she can go out and do the ribbon cutting, right? Yeah, yeah. She's quite attractive. Mm. Or maybe she's out just shopping for the bunker. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> lentils and lentils and lentils. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so, I mean, we could go on about, uh, you know, uh, Trump and, and whatever, but really, it's in, it's just it's insane. Mm. I feel like I feel like when I when I would read history books at school, and you'd see like the, how the First World War started, and it would be in bullet points, and it would go, well, Franz Ferdinand was assassinated, which then this happened, and it led to this and this and this. I feel like I'm watching all of that unfold in front of me now. Right. I'm like, well, that will then go to that, which will lead to those people being angry, which will lead to that, and then just fine, nuclear war. You feel impotent in the face of it. What do you mean, useless? Yeah, is that why you're going to gigs? <laughs> yeah. Not going on the march. Yeah, that's why we've been no, on tour. Yeah. Um, anyway, so moving on, uh, you're a dad. Yeah, twice. Two kids. Two kids. How are they? You're a young dad. You're a hip, cool, funny young dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am. How, you know. Uh, well, uh, I, one of them's six months old. Well, seven months old now. I've gotten into the habit. I re- you start saying a month, and then you realise it's been longer than a month you've been saying that they're at that old for. Mm. So you've got to update it. So I'm estimating at about seven months now. Mm-hmm. Um, two years. 
uh, is the other one and he's great actually the two year old's really starting to make sentences and whatnot. when he say, he can't say socks he says cock so when he says his cock is too tight or his cock hurts yeah. that's funny that's good yeah. uh, so you're getting your monies with a bit there mm-hmm. um, she's a f- she's got such a big bum as well my daughter seven really? month old she's got <laughs> really long crack Really? Oh, really? Um, yeah, really long, a long crack. Long crack. Like a yeah. Long crack. Yeah, 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 it like starts halfway up her Sad. spine. It's amazing. Wow. Um, <laughs> and Donnie's a little bit too. I like Donnie's at that weird age where you can ha- sort of have a chat with him, but you've still got to change his nappy and clear shit out of his <laughs> bum. So you can sort of chat to him yeah. while you're doing that. You're and that's him to a dinner party. I always shit himself. That's my thing with breastfeeding is yeah. that as soon as you start being able to ask for it eloquently, you shouldn't be. And I'm, that might just be me. Mm. No, my friend's uh, kid is, I think, my, sorry, my friend's sister's kid is, I think, nearly four mm. and still what, breastfeeding. Yeah, that, to be fair, that's probably fine. He says it's really weird when he can go around his sister's house and have like a, an engaged conversation with a child. Like, How was your day at school? Oh, I did this, this, this and this. Oh, that's really fun. And then he puts the telly on and the kid is just standing at the other end of the room making eye contact with him while sucking on his sister's boobie. Mm. He's like, that's a bit weird. That's a bit too far. Yeah. When did they stop breastfeeding? Well, that's your that's your choice. What's mm. the average? About one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For certain tribes around the world, five. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I know some people who were like four or five years old. Um, how much of your new show has baby stuff in it? None of it. There's one bit about, well, there's a few jokes about how is it, people ask me, how is it being a dad? As if, First of all, when people ask you how you was it being a dad, nobody really cares. They don't want you to actually go into the horror. Yeah. They want you to go, oh, it's fine. It's great. Because you bumped into them at a train station. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you, there's a remember, kind of bit about that, but the main the show isn't really about that. Do you remember what I said when you found out you were having your first baby? Um, see you in seven years. <laughs> that was bad. It was actually see you, see you in 18 years. You got actually literally fucked off with me. I was really upset, yeah. <laughs> and and that is, that's a terrible thing that I have to live with, that that is what was in my soul. Yeah. When you told me that you were having... Because like, everybody who I told um, reacted... Everybody's natural reaction is to react as if it's happening to them. Mm. So, like, to go, oh, this is how I would react if yeah. I got somebody pregnant. And like my, my friend Lorenzo, I said, listen, can you meet up with me at a pub tonight? Because I really need to tell you something. And he went, oh my God, what is it? And he turned up at the pub and I went, I don't want to tell you over the phone. Just come and tell me. Um, I said, what, what is it? Have you got somebody pregnant? Do you have cancer? And I went, yeah, I got somebody pregnant. And he went, oh my God, I wish it was cancer. <laughs> you know, yeah, because there's a definite end point. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming up. There's no way the cancer yeah, can outlast no, you. No, no, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, I am, am I the godfather? Of the younger, of Margaret, of the younger, I don't want to, you know, can I say her name? Do you say her name in public? Some comedians don't want to say their kids' names. Well, I don't know, what are you going to do? I don't know, what are you going to do? Well, I don't know, her name's Margot. I feel, I feel weird. <laughs> Am I her godfather? Yeah, uh, sure, yeah. I need to, what, sure, happened, yeah, what sure. happened with that? Sure, well, yeah, I need yeah. to confirm that sure. with Jesse. Right. I'd like that to be confirmed by the end of the show, so I can be your best man and the godfather of your kids. Is it retractable, the godfather? I mean, the best man is. Best man's retractable. Absolutely. We, we still have time to drift apart before you get married. Yeah. But I think you could take the goth- godfather off the table. Couldn't you? I can't have that confirmed to you by the end of the show. But, <laughs> you, but, but why not? Why not? I let you know before next week's show. Okay, that's great. So make sure you tune in next week to find out whether God made, made godfather or not. That's really good. <laughs>
Not only are you a dad, you're also now a vegan. That's true, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Our friendship is like, it's just becoming less enjoyable the further into For you. For vegan, yeah, we can't do You like my fun. kids. So... Oh, I love your kids. Yeah. No, I don't mean that's less fun. Our friendship's, okay. no, our friendship's even better now you've got kids because we don't have to make conversation the whole time. Yeah, you can just do that stupid high five thing you do with He Donnie. loves that high five. He does love that high five. I do this high five with his son where. Don't... What do you mean? Just a. I do a high five a high and five. I pretend that his high five was so Strong. powerful that it right. blew me over. All right, do you I fall make, over? I make an exploding noise and fall mm. backwards. You commit. Ruddy loves it. You commit to the fall. Yeah, I mm. re- but I reckon, That's good. I reckon he'll only enjoy it for another maybe six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, now <laughs> you've stopped eating meat. Yeah, and, and dairy products and eggs. Yeah. It was interesting. I went by your house the other day and uh, there was no food. It was almost like a halfway house a little bit. There wasn't much going on in there. Oh, were you talking about before I had it, any furniture so it looked like... Uh, like a somebody who's a recovered crack addict but yeah. still <laughs> likes the aesthetic too much to completely give it up. <laughs> but yeah, you've um, why you stopped eating meat? Yeah. Why? Because uh, I was eating meat so morning. I'm really angry. I don't care. Yeah, but yeah. Well, you, you you do. You care. I mean, uh, <laughs> because I was eating meat morning, noon, and night, and uh, bad. I've got a history of uh, bowel cancer ah. in my family. So in order to kind of prolong the uh, uh, my life, my mm-hmm. human life, mm-hmm. in the same way that you like cycling mm. on those old lady bicycles with the back, mm-hmm. uh, I like not eating meat. And I don't feel tired after I eat anymore. My dump game has risen remarkably. Oh, you poo a lot more. Oh, no, 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 no. It'll cure your IBS if you stop eating meat. Well, I don't eat beef anymore. Yeah, but if you don't stop but eating that's, meat. I already feel like that's enough. Like I watched that DiCaprio documentary. mm and he was like, if everyone in the world stopped eating red meat, mm. then all the, the greenhouse gas emissions yeah. would go down by like something ridiculous, like well, 80%. Yeah, yeah. And, I th- and I watched that and I went, I'm going to stop eating beef. And then I realised that I don't <laughs> eat beef. And I was like, I am amazing. Yeah. Mm. I am an amazing person for already doing that. Yeah, there are different... I find it more easily permissible to eat meat than I do to drink milk. Because of the... I find what, what's worst is the element of suffering. Yeah. Mm. Like, I don't... I would sooner die than be tortured. Yeah. Uh, and then die a while uh, a while afterwards. So, yeah, I, 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 do, I don't think I'd eat uh, eggs or drink milk ever again. But meat, I don't know how... It's weird. Do, do, do cows have less of a right to life because they can't kind of conceptualise their own uh, sort of existence? And by that token, is it more acceptable to eat... Joey Essex than it is Stephen Fry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are you answering that I'm question? Gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. Oh, it's a yes from me. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. I'd love to eat Joey Essex. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched uh, Rain Man this week. Right. Right? Do you know that film? No. Babbitt. Babbitt. Yeah, Babbitt. of course. Babbitt. Who's, um, who's on first? It's culturally very who's significant. Yeah, yeah. Right. Have you watched it recently? No. Why? Because it's like heralded as like, oh, it's a great film. That's Tom Cruise's character is an absolute dickhead. Like, he's an asshole. Firstly, Tom Cruise is an asshole in that film. Yeah. Right. Secondly, his girlfriend gets off with Dustin Hoffman in that film. I don't remember that. Do you bit. not remember that? So, well, they kiss. Yeah, she gets off with him in a hotel suite. They're yeah. slow dancing, and she's like, "Oh, what's his name? Rain. 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 Yeah, Ray. 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 Is Ray. it Ray? Yeah, Ray. And she goes, Ray, have you ever, have you ever been kissed? And he's like, he doesn't know. What oh yeah, that yeah, is. yeah, yeah. And, and she, yeah. And she gets off with him. And then, so she cheats on her boyfriend, who's a dick, right? With his brother, who's autistic. Mm. Yeah. 
and that's and then then they go away at the end, and Dustin Hoffman doesn't know. But also, like Tom Cruise's character isn't really redeeming enough in it to be. Like there's no there's no kind of like character redemption at the end that makes no, you go oh that's a nice no, guy. No, Rain Man is a film about kidnapping a disabled man. Yeah. For money. Right. Yeah. And it's like it's it, it got, it, it's always on the list of like the top fifty great greatest movies of all time. Hans Zimmer's first ever film. Is that his first first movie major score? of his breakthrough film? Wow. So before there you we are. just started going. In every movie. Yeah. <laughs> Inception. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Rain Man. Don't yeah. like it. No. Sequel. Rain Man 2. Yeah. Babbitt's back and he's pissed. Yeah. Well, and that with the, the girlfriend goes up to him that way. You ever finger fucked anyone to death? And then he finger fucks her to death. And that's the right. end of the film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just was surprised. I was just surprised. I was surprised that that movie is as, is as crap as it is. Well, it's, it's part of that tradition of autistic savant kind of films. Everyone who's autistic in film has yeah, to be so he, so he has can, to be a savant. He, he can't be someone who just fucks a beanbag he, he, <laughs> while, while looking you in the face, which has happened to me. Well, because you work with autistic kids. Yeah, yeah, so. I have worked, yeah. Yeah, and he, uh, he kidnaps his... <laughs> Before you got fired for pretending <laughs> to be a beanbag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He kidnaps his autistic brother for money, right? And then the girlfriend gets off with his brother. And then he realises that he can actually, while he's holding his brother ransom for money, that he can use his brother's brain to make more money. Mm. Yeah. That's what, but isn't he changed? And then they go, oh no, you can't have him back. You can't, no, we're taking him away. And then he goes away. He doesn't even get the brother at the end of the film. All right. And he's like, bye, on the train. And Dustin Hoffman doesn't give a shit. Yeah, of course. Because he just wants to get home for a thingy on, and which is on in ten, ten minutes, on in ten minutes. Yeah. And then the movie ends. Yeah, it's like a complete oversimplification of a kind of like in the same way in um, we're both bipolar and fit. What's that? What's that film called? Silver Lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silver Lines playbook. <laughs> um, I like your title. <laughs> thank you. I would watch that film. It's just completely. They both have exactly the same kind of bipolar. It manifests itself in exactly the same way. It's like somebody's got a little checkbook of all the different things. She's like unfeasibly hot. And so is he. And the whole thing is just a box ticking fucking nightmare of horse shit. And then they kind of learn to live with each other's tumultuous behavioural patterns. Even that film has a big Hollywood ending, doesn't it? It has like a dance, they go to a dance together and it's like a dance contest. Oh yeah, and then Billy Crystal says he loves her. Uh, Bradley yeah, Cooper. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brad, Billy Crystal's not in Silverman. Yeah, 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 but then they no, go... It's, it's, it's a same, reference to it. It's, the same, it's yeah. the same movie, isn't it? Oh, it's is the it? same ending to When Harry Met Sally. Oh, really? Sally. I love that you get warm when it's 70 degrees outside. I love that I can smell you on my clothes at the end of the day. That bit. That bit, yeah. Because when you meet the woman you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Hmm. That's yeah. in the Joe Pesci remake, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a bit Bernie Sanchez. The rest of your life, you but that's uh, that's what Hollywood likes, as we are learning from uh, Hollywood Oscar season at the minute. They like right. they like ticking all the boxes. Mm. They like the one where it's about the disability. They like the Hollywood film about Hollywood, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, you know anything about a uh, someone, a black woman or a black man overcoming something ridiculous? 
Mm. They go for it. They love it. They eat it up. How do you feel about the um, the awards speeches that are, that are happening at the moment? I thought that the Stranger Things speech the other day yeah. was one of the most conf- not because of Winona Ryder's face. Winona Ryder was Winona Ryder, incredible. For anyone who didn't see it, Strange Str- Stranger Things won. <laughs> Who's like, not seen it? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Stranger Things won Best Something at Something at yeah. the, right. the SAG Awards, mm. Screen Actors Guild. That's right. Sure. Right. And the only thing that made sense in that speech was Winona Ryder's face. Because she was the only person that was like, this man is talking about nothing right now. He's trying to liken our little sci-fi thing about, to politics right. while talking about characters in the sci-fi thing yeah. and about how they are like the government. But right. also he's standing outside the thing and saying it's really nice to make something that people love in this difficult time. Mm. It was insane. It's like when I got hammered and tried to speak to your friend about Canada for 45 minutes. Yeah, you, yeah Alfie got drunk the other night. What happened there? What, what about Canada? Canada? I, re- I just, Trudeau. there was this really sweet, nice girl from Canada who was trying right. to say that Canada was great and I was just going, you know, this is a fucking singer of Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I, um, I had to stop. I had to stop the conversation I was in to right. listen to him talking about Canada. You bad mouth, you bad mouth. Like there's, 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 there's a clip on YouTube of Tim Westwood talking to Jay-Z. And it's, a, it's one of the finest ten minutes of TV of two men talking for ten minutes without saying anything. Yeah. And I was doing that. <laughs> but with saying Canada every now and again. <laughs> Do you know yeah. anything about Canada? Uh, Apart from Trudeau being the, the Prime Minister? I mean, uh, I think actually I met somebody who, was, <laughs> yeah, uh, who annoyed me right. based on like they're going... Hey, we're the only per- person with a kind of progressive politician right. in power. You know, it's amazing how much uh, the English people hate Corbyn. Mm. And I was taking out my disagreement with him on her right. whilst drunk. Um, but yeah, that, that can be likened to the Stranger Things thing. Right. I haven't seen that. I've just seen a remake of it with a, a bit of pizza flying around and Winona Ryder's eyes following the bit of pizza. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you got you were you were pretty drunk, but thank you for coming to my birthday. Yeah, of course. What? He says what? he says as he glances over with a cold stare at Tim, his I best wasn't. friend and co-host. I wasn't there. No, you didn't come to my birthday. No, no. I had to do a thing I didn't want to do, but I committed to it before your birthday came up because you didn't want to celebrate your birthday. You didn't want me to come to your birthday. You didn't want to have a birthday. I, I wasn't having a thing, and then I had a thing, and we went to Laser Quest. And you didn't come. Right. Who yeah. won Laser Quest? I got uh, 58,000 points and the high was 69. Who won? Uh, Lewis. Lewis from the Kenneths. The bassist. Yeah, he won. Yeah. There was about 12 of us. It was a bit the Ke- weird. The Kenneths? Mm. It's my band. Oh. It was, uh, there was about, <laughs> there was um, about eight of us, but then there was four people from another group. <laughs> I hate that. That's why I never want to go to Laser Quest. So before we started, I was like, okay, here's what we do. I'm a captain because it's my birthday. I basically really? regressed to eight years old. I was you like, said I'm, I'm the captain. captain. I'm team captain because it's my birthday. What does that mean? And then I got, and then I was like, and then I pick who I like the most here. Okay, you're a captain too. And right. then we pick the teams. I'm I'm red captain. Who was the other captain? Uh, Lewis. Uh, and when you're the other team captain. Yeah, he ended up on my team. But then just four strangers walked in. And then I was like, hey guys. Oh, now, that's, now we can't just say we're the team captains now. And then, and then it was just a bit weird when you're running around in the pitch black and, you, and you're actually shooting someone you don't know. Even though it's lasers, you're a bit like, this feels wrong. This doesn't feel right. Right. You know? Because then, then there was like... Yeah. So like when one of my friends comes up to me and was shooting me, 
And then while my thing was like, you know, shut, shut, and you have that five second thing where they can just continually shoot you. Yeah. When that's someone you've known for seven years, you're all right with it. Yeah. But when it's just a complete stranger just standing in front of you, yeah, yeah shooting a, bit of a, a kind laser of a, into your chest. A personal space invasion aspect to it, isn't there? It's also just like, stop being a dick, just run away. Run away. Right. You know? And I will run away with run you. Away. No! Our brother's in the band. Yeah, it's the cause. Of Must have been weird for the cause. Oh, yeah. Of course. Just stay. So, what's the deal with this band? Imagine that label meeting. And they mm. look at the press shot in 1990, whenever it was. And go, we've got these three babes from Ireland, and they're all twin sisters. <laughs> and the brother. And, excuse me, what? The brother. The what? <laughs> he, he's, he's outside, he wants to come oh, I in. I thought the photographer walked into the shop. No, he's getting insecure. <laughs> he's, he's outside, he wants to come on tour too. He can play a bit of drums. Can he, can he come? I, I, li- I, I like the assumption... The, I remember, like this, the assumption was always that he must be the one writing the songs. Yeah. It was so sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, obviously he's the brains behind them. And they're just the, the singers and the, yeah. the, the, the really the, hot the, ones. The musicians. Yeah, he's one of the worst exponents of the goatee. Oh, did throughout the history. Have a goatee. Jim Core. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, Andrea, <laughs> Sharon, and Sheaf. Sinead, probably. Yeah, Sinead. Sinead O'Core. No. Mm. Uh, do you want to hear a little interesting uh, uh, fact about the Coors? Do I? Do I? Go on. So, when the Coors signed their record deal, I think they signed to Parlophone. Mm-hmm. This was like in the heyday of 90s record label pomp. Of getting paid. Where there was... So, when, basically, when they audited Parlophone, when Parlophone got bought by, I think it was Citigroup or something like that, about okay. 10 years ago, mm-hmm. they audited Parlophone. And they were like, what is this £12.2 million pounds on flowers and chocolates every year? And, and it took the CEO to be like, that means cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much money they had, right? Yeah. <laughs> and when the cause signed, um, sorry, when Parlophone signed the cause, and it was like there was this movement happening in Dublin or in somewhere, wherever they were in Ireland, the Craggle Rock, I don't know, wherever they were. They're on a beach somewhere with a, one of those weird pancake drums, you know, where you hit it with your thumbs. And mm. A piccolo. A tambour. You know. Yeah. Jeffrey. All, yeah, all wearing blader hoses Jeffrey, or whatever they yeah. were. And uh, there was this movement of, of, of Irish, traditional Irish folk that's influenced by pop music. It was like this crossover. There was this scene, where, as always happens, there's like ten of the bands doing what the cause did. So Parlophone signed all of them and shelved the other nine. So they gave all of them a record deal. Mm. So all these little offshoots of Parlophone, like all these indie labels that they owned. Yeah. Parlophone were like, hey, we really like what you're doing. Oh, thanks very much. He doesn't have a record deal. Oh. <laughs> and you go, hey, we really like what you're doing. That's how it happened. And then there was just someone in an office going, yeah, get them all, get them all, and we'll put them, and we'll hold them back so they can't put any albums out so there's no competition for the cause. And it worked. And now the cause have to live with that. It's amazing. Thank mm. you. What's in your little brain box? Uh, should we do the letters? Um... Mm. Every week you can write into the show any problems that you might be having. EBP excitableboypodcast.co.uk. Uh, this week we have special guest Alfie Brown mm. joining us prior to his sold out. Is it sold out? No. Why do you think I'm here? Oh, right. Prior to, <laughs> prior to his run at the Soho Theatre in uh, February. Yeah, February um, the 20th to the 25th at the Soho Theatre. Five nights, Soho Theatre, in the middle of the heart of London's booming Soho. In theatre land. In theatre land. Where all of, everyone <laughs> great has played at the Soho Theatre. Yeah. This is your fourth mm. time fourth doing time round. Uh, mm. Fifth or sixth, maybe, I think. Uh, um, but it's, um, 
Yeah, the show's called Scissor. Nice. Yeah. And it starts on the... 20th. Monday the 20th of February. Let's say, like, I wanted to get tickets for it. You'd go onto the Soho Theatre website. Uh Uh-huh. And, and then I uh, type in what Jimmy Carr? No, what do I type in? Uh, Alfie Clown. Alfie Clown. But you have to misspell it, Brown. Alfie Brown. Yeah. And then I just click buy tickets. And I assume if you want to see comedy as good as yours, because I mean you've done Edinburgh how many times now? Seven. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently: Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Seven times. And you're a touring comic. You've played all over the world in the last year. Mm. Uh, I would imagine the tickets for that would probably sent me back 40, 50 quid to see one of Britain's top leading up-and-coming comics, right? Yeah. How much tickets? Oh, no. That's where you'd be wrong, Joshua. Because actually, they come in at a rather reasonable £10. That's the price of one and probably like another sort of 80% of a beer. Isn't it? Yeah, that couldn't even buy me two pints in central London in 2017. Mm. That's fantastic. £10 to see your stand-up Yeah, that's one hour working at the London Living Wage. So you can work two hours and then go watch Alfie Brown do stand-up. Yeah, and that's if you have like a job in Topshop or something. Tickets are available now. Uh, Tickets are available now and uh, you could... We'll plug it again at the end. Yeah. We'll do it again at the end. Mm. Every week you can write to the show any problems that you might be having. Uh, A work-related problem, like... You go to work and then... What were you doing? Sorry, I fucked up. Right. We need to make this up. Okay, um. You go to park and park in your boss's parking space. You go up to the water cooler. You're staring through the glasses, making a horrible face. So you go into his office, go into his office. He goes, mate, what's going on? Get out of my fucking space. You go, there's a big cheese in town now. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You go out into the office, you start to lose your shit. You start to make a display in front of everyone else, including Sandra, who begins to be quite impressed with your alpha behavior. But then you get fired. You don't get rehired. Ooh. You're in a bed sit. You get fired. You get fired. You get fired. You don't get rehired. You got fired. You don't get rehired. You're fired. You got fired. You really fucked it. You don't get rehired. Fucked it up. And go home and read your monthly subscription to the gentleman's magazine, Wired. There you go. Let's go. Uh, or maybe from, it's from a, uh, a relationship. Join, join in at any, any, yeah, any join, point. Yeah, feel free to join in. I'm also fine to join in. <laughs> <laughs> also fine to join in. These, uh, um, or it might be... Uh, I've, I've heard you do that before and I, I didn't want to... That was like seeing... Magic. That was seeing something like real happen. 
That was a real peek behind the wizard's cloak. Maybe it was. Maybe it's a, a relationship problem. Like, what what type of music mm. would you like? What what vibe? Um, I'd quite like some soul. Uh, yeah. Okay, ready? Okay, maybe it's a relationship mm. problem. Like, mm. yeah. Oh, oh. That's the tap. Yeah. That's the that's the I don't have a drummer tap. <laughs> <laughs> that I learned back in the day when mm. I didn't have a drummer. Yeah, because you were the drummer. And then sometimes they'll, they'll they'll get to the middle bit of the song and they'll go. She said, "Darling, won't you help me? I'm falling apart. I'm just tapping on my guitar like it's a drum. I'm a white man with dreads tapping on." My guitar. Uh, uh, too many white men with dreads tapping on their guitars. Just putting that out there. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe it's a relationship problem, like. You go out on a Tinder date with a woman called Pauline. You show up, you order the lobster, it's all going really, really well. Then she confides in you that she's fascinated with the Incas and how they used to kill babies. She talks a lot I about the Incas. Wait, you there, you were like. I'll wait till he gets to the end of the round until I carry on with my song. <laughs> so they keep talking about killing babies until it gets to a point where it's slightly disturbing. So you make your excuse and you go to the toilet. When you come back, she's in a fight with a waiter trying to wrestle a lobster off him as she decapitates it in front of the aghast audience that have assembled there. The major d takes her by the scruff of the neck and throws her out of the restaurant. You go and follow her. You hail her a cab and go, do you know what? I think it's time we called her a night. She goes, no, I really want you to fuck me. Fuck me, fuck me. Come on. So you go back to her place because you're desperate and sad and you're living an existential life with no real prospects, moving in any other direction. So you're back at her place and it's all inked out. It's like the crystal maze and like the, you know, with the pyramids and everything. And it's all very, very her odd. Her bed is on the top of... A little pyramid that she's made out yeah. of wood. Then she tries to kill you in a six sadistic sex game. And you go, nah, that's enough. I'm off. And then you write in. Yeah, that's, you write in after that. Well, maybe it's a sex problem, like. You just haven't had sex in a long while. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. EBP at excitableboypodcast.co.uk. Write in. Come sit on our digital knee and tell us your shit. Can I read one? Uh, if you want. Yeah, I do. Okay, here we go. Alright. In love with my roommate's girlfriend. Dear EBP, I'm in love with my roommate's girlfriend. She is amazing. She's cool, funny, gorgeous, makes me laugh. She doesn't live with us, but we spent a lot of time together in the last month. Her roommate isn't a co- her roommate isn't a close friend, and to be honest, it's a bit of a bellend. I can't get her out of my head. She's all I think about. I've started waking up early in the morning so I can be in the kitchen the same time as her before work. When I see, when I see her, my heart skips. I've started being in the bathroom at the same time, so when she gets in the shower, I'm there too. Um, when I see her, my heart skips. I've never felt this way about anyone before. I'm not very experienced with women, and I feel like my feelings are wrong. What should I do? Uh, well, I think, first of all, you've got to be very careful about the fact that she's like... She's like 17 times more attractive because she's your roommate's girlfriend. That's first up. That's what I like. Like my nobody, there's nobody hotter in the world than your girlfriend's sister and mum. 
because they're the last people and of all her friends mm. because they're the people that you mustn't fuck so you absolutely want to fuck the most so your roommate's uh, girlfriend is you know there's, there's such a heightened sense of fuckability there because but I mean maybe that's kind of belittling your feelings slightly go for it um, I uh, well, it's just it. a roommate. It's just a roommate. Well, it's, just, it's just a roommate, and also, like, you know, how, like, you're probably not that old. If you are over 30, why are you writing into a podcast? Well, he says, I'm, I, he says, That's true. He, says, he says here that he's not got much experience with women, so I would maybe say maybe you don't love her. Maybe you're not that into her, you're just into the fact that there's, a, there's like, some intimacy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so there's a woman in your house who is sometimes naked or in her underwear. Mm. and you see her with no makeup on and then she makes her boyfriend dinner and then she's like oh there's actually some paella left right and mm. like, like kind of like you're the dog under the table she's throwing you the scraps right. and you're like oh I love you you know like I think maybe you're just into that like you've, you've found a type of intimacy that you're not used to you need to find a non-verbal way of seducing her like you know Dance. send out a message like you know make a canoe Make a canoe in the front room. Make a canoe. Start whittle it. Whittle things. Whittle things. Isn't it whittling? I don't it's know. Whittling. Was whittling. it whittling? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whittle, always had that whistle wrong. is with the mouth. Yeah. Whittle is with the hands. Whittle is with the penis. You could name your boat after her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's a great way of letting people know that you've got a boat. Yeah. Do you know what I would do? I would knock on her door, his door, at three in the morning, and pray that she opens and just do that love actually scene with the cards. Yeah, right. just, but just at the bedroom door in the canoe. Yeah. So like, or you could canoe, try. Yeah. What, yeah. I, what I find interesting about this email is that I, I feel like he's. Try, he says here, my roommate isn't a close friend, and to be honest, is a bit of a bellend. Mm. So what he's saying there is he is a friend because not close friend. Mm. He's a friend. He's, he's like painted the guy to be not very nice mm-hmm. to justify his infatuation. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing how like not nice people get in your brain when you want to have sex with their girlfriend right. yeah. <laughs> what you need to do is you need to be quite underhand and kind of create just kind of make him do things that aren't good like get, get him to cheat on her look and, and create, create oh a, that's brilliant create a yeah. dossier of stuff and just go listen I've got your back I've got your back come here then, then you basically emotionally manipulate her <laughs> to, to like you and discredit a guy who's actually probably alright yeah I feel like we haven't been helpful to... No, just, yeah, just start complaining about him whenever the girlfriend's around. I hear poetry's good. Yeah. Write poetry and, and, and send it to her. Yeah, love poems. Oh, yeah, do that. All right, next letter. Did that help? No. <laughs> I, okay, in, okay, the serious advice is that I, maybe you're not in love with her. You just, uh, in, uh, you've succumb, you, you just like the intimacy of the fact that there is a woman in your house. And maybe, and maybe you need to now to go out and find that love for yourself with someone else. Right? You've seen how great it can be. Maybe they have a lovely relationship and you, mm. and you think, wow, maybe... But also, if you immerse yourself in sort of other people and try and fall in love elsewhere, if there are any reciprocal feelings that she has for you, oh, they will be massively enlivened by the fact that you've started to talk about other people and date other people. Yes. And if, if that doesn't fail, silk robe, dressing gown, half open when she comes in. Yeah, paisley dressing gown with an erection. Yeah, with a pipe, but <laughs> bubble pipe. Yeah. You know? Come in. Mm. Go from Ipanema playing. Oh, hi. Oh, yeah, Tony's not home yet, but come in. That's all. That's just my knob. And she passes. She passes. Uh, 
Can I read one yet? Uh, yeah, yeah go on, do Okay. Oh, it's not very long! No. Dear EPB, as the world melts under President Trump, I'd love to know your exit strategy when we finally go to war. Where will you hide? What will you do? How will you survive? Um, well, first up, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, uh, uh, Kiribati is where I'd go. It's, uh, it's the point furthest away from any kind of uh, mainland. It's the safest place to be uh, during nuclear fallout. I know because I googled that. Where is it? Kiribati, I think, is somewhere in the kind of vast Indian Ocean. Right. So I actually don't know where Kiribati is. I'm about to look up where Kiribati is. <laughs> I don't think any of us are, uh, will ever be successful enough to get access to the bunker. I'd get one of those suits. Do you know what I'm, what, oh, one of those... Uh, radiation suits. TM Lewin. I'll get a radiation oh, right. suit. Yeah, not that. We're failing the radiation suit, I'll get a TM Lewin suit. Do you think your house is safe enough to just barricade up and you'd be okay? Well, to, to pr- protect myself from radiation. Can that come indoors? Yeah, no, it stays at the doorstep. That's the way. That's glass? the way it works. No, it can't do that either. Okay. Yeah. It's easily containable. So you'd buy a nuclear fallout suit? Yeah. Would you build an underground bunker? Um, no, I'll try and find, um, you know, a silo, an old disused missile silo. Like uh, Cloverfield? Yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane? Just kind of have a nap. Yeah. Have a nap with some canned goods. I'd just go to my mum's house. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd accept that it's game over. Yeah. I'd be fine with it, but I'd, I'd want to like hang out with my mum and eat yeah. canned food. Also, like, who's she- going to bother doing Norwich? Exactly. No one's going to bomb Norfolk. You know? It might be hard to get out of the city. That's what I'd be worried about. Um, yeah, but I think by the time that you found out there was going to be a nuclear attack on uh, London, you could pretty much walk it. As long as they're not dropping the SAR bomb, which would... Uh, which would if, the, if, the, if the SAR bomb was dropped... What's the SAR bomb? It's the uh, biggest <laughs> nuclear weapon, I think, in the world that's currently kind of usable. It's, Where is uh, it? It's in Russia somewhere. Oh, they own it. They uh, have they, it, they yeah. They have it. Oh, P- Putin. Mm. But I, I don't know who... If we do go to nuclear war, who are we going to go to war with? Because is it going to be a, America that we go to war with? Well, it won't be Russia be... either, so it'll be China, but we've got good trade links with China as well. So uh, Isn't it just going to be... I just... think the nuclear war will happen just sort of across us. We'll be able to see the shit go over yeah, our yeah. head. Yeah. It'll be like lying on your back and watching kind of a tennis match happen. <laughs> uh, what will I do? Yeah, I, I, I will see my... I would see the final days out at my mum's house because she's got loads of canned goods. And also my mum doesn't, like, if she wasn't home or if she died in the house and I couldn't get in, mm. right. she doesn't lock her garage. And oh, yeah. there's lots of tin food in there. And, right. a, lady, and, a, and a refrigerator. What are those refrigerators that are on their backs called? Like an Arctic refrigerator. What's right. that called? Freezer. Freezer. No, like a freezer, <laughs> Arctic freezer. Is that what it's called? Sure. There's a word. Well, yeah. She's got a big fucking freezer. A very freezer, cold freezer. Yeah, an ice right? coffin. Deep freeze. Yeah, but I turn that off and right. get in it and sleep in it because radiation... Can't get in right. the fridges. Can right, yeah. How do you know that? Indiana Jones. Okay. Um, so I'd hide in there and eat her canned food. Done. Right. She's How gonna, long are you going to do that for? Till, till, till the, till the uh, radiation Where's takes off? me. Yeah. Or the cold winter takes me. Because also, I, you probably couldn't um, live without vitamin D for that long. I mean, the actual vitamin, not the... Sunshine, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Not, no, not, I'd not dick. I'd go outside. Um... You couldn't because the nuclear winter would mean that there's no sunlight reaching the earth, so all crops and life would die. Would fail. Uh, okay, well then I'd probably... Ain't that a flat beer on a bad day? Yeah, I'd probably just stay in my house then and just get angry. 
until I died. Yeah. That's what I'm doing now, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would you do? What was your answer? Uh, go to Kiribati. But, I mean, I would try and survive somehow, because I think my kids mean that I... I I, I just I feel like I, they're owed some more life. Neither of them have even orgasmed yet, or had ice cream. They've never had ice cream. Never had ice cream. Two-year-olds never had ice cream. Really? No, because you're a vegan. Well, no, he doesn't know what it tastes. Like. What's the point in going? Here's a great, you thing. know, a great thing that but is essentially poison. You don't have the wherewithal to kind of appreciate it yet. Has he had McDonald's? No, why would he have McDonald's? Because <laughs> sometimes you're just bored of the kid and you're like... Just, yeah. <laughs> um, that's a good You know, like my, I, when I think of the shit my mum fed me when I was a kid... Yeah, that's because you're a cunt. <laughs> it was like... It went straight to your heart. <laughs> it was just like, you know, a lot... Because it was, you know, it was the age of... It was like pre-health... Everyone had to be healthy. Yeah. So, so my mum... I was fed like my mum had had a bad day at work for mm. the first ten years of my life. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone, when I was 10, went, oh, no, no, we need to start eating vegetables and stuff like that. But, you know, she was some, she'd do Mauritian food, like, from, her, from where she was from and stuff. But a lot of the time it was like, I've had a shit day and you're having potato waffles. With yeah. What? Just beans. And that was it. That's, and it was sounds great. Sounds delicious, It yeah. was great. So I, I wonder if I was a parent, at what point you're just like, I just, like, I don't want this kid to be aware that McDonald's exists, but also I just want to watch Netflix while he's quiet for 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, there is a thing where, like, you just kind of go, like, Margot will basically eat anything. She's a fat little fucker. Um, but uh, Donnie is a lot hard to get to eat. But you do go with potato waffles. You just sort of go like, right, it, it, you're, it's better that you have calories than no calories. Because you need to grow. So mm. just fucking get whatever you will eat in your face. So has he mm. had potato waffles before? Big time. Fish fingers? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so he's getting cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Frozen, frozen peas? <laughs> yeah. Has he had a volivant? No. I haven't seen a volivant for a long time. Right. I think bring back the volivant. How I don't think they went away. V o l a u v e n t. I think, and the e's got one of those. Oh, little, a volivant. Little pizza and it's got an accent. It, oh, okay. Like at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well done. Um, I think. Then I spelt it the other day, and then I lost confidence in my tweet because I didn't know how to spell volivant. That so was I... good, man. That was the wedding food, wasn't it? I don't know. I very rarely go to weddings. When I'd go to a wedding when I was a kid, there'd always be a buffet table with yeah, a volivant finger. on it. Yeah. yeah. Can I, can I finger food yeah. next letter excitable boy oh yeah I think you should have that in between each letter <laughs> that, that, that's our advice to you excitable boy oh yeah next letter let's put it in here okay so tell me what, tell me what to do when to do it uh, okay uh, thanks for your letter excitable boy oh yeah it's kind of minor key I like it Dear the show's e- not over yet. That's what, that's what it says. <laughs> Next letter. Dear EBP, why is your show called Excitable Boy Podcast? You aren't very excitable. Nice. Ooh, who named the podcast, Joshua? Yeah. You did. I did. There that's, we go. I forgot about that. Right. Because yeah. I thought you'd named it. No, I took credit for it. You took credit for it. Yeah, I named the podcast because Joshua was uh, trying to think about what he was going to call the podcast. Right. And uh, knowing... Him as I do, yeah. know that he's a big Warren Zevon fan. Right. So thought, what about naming it Excitable Boy after the Warren Zevon song of the same name? Hello. And he went, uh, that's a really good idea, Alfie. I will do and that. And then he got all porno and shit and started spitting on it. And then you named the podcast that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there we go. We called it Excitable Boy. It's also, I like the, the song as well. It's really, right. It's a really happy, up-tempo melody, very 
jaunty song about an uh, absolute psychopath. Mm. And then it's also, but it's not about a psychopath, it's about how all his family think he's just an excitable boy. Yeah. So it's like, the, the lyrics of the song are, he does, he goes for dinner, then he goes to cinema, and then he kills a girl, and he digs up her body. And, and her family's like, oh, he's just an excitable boy. Mm. And I like that, mm. that look. Yeah. You know? I like what that yeah. means. I think it, you know, uh, it's a great song by a great artist. But I do think you're excitable. I would, I would. Yeah, I think very. Yeah. I think. I, I often think, think that about myself. I think you're not as excitable. No. But you're you the, you have there has to be a dynamic between you two, right. Right. for the kind of thing to operate. But I'm not excitable. But I could flip. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could implode. Like Joshua seems get, more excitable. But if yeah, there was going to be superficially, if someone's going to climb there was a, a clock tower with yeah, a gun, it's, it's you. It's going to be oh, me. It's definitely, it's definitely me. Yeah. If I go all, all falling down. Dear EVP, I'm a female musician in a band. I saw an article in the paper this week about the bands at Reading and Leeds Festival and how of t- and how of the 47 musicians playing, only one of them is a woman. Right. I know there's a woman in your band, so I'd like to know what your opinion is on this and on women in music in general. When I saw you play at Shepherd's Empire... You were Okay. <laughs> you said something about how we need, you said something about how we need more women right did you say that on stage in music yeah, you said that on stage yeah nice. Nice. you've always been really really consistent actually to be fair to you about whenever like it gets mentioned that Aisha's a woman or like women in bands you always 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 are quite sort of always been quite strong on the fact that it's great for marketing purposes <laughs> <laughs> Very well, consistent. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, hang on, what do I think of that? Okay, so obviously the yeah, there's so many men in bands, and they need. I mean, I love the fact that our drummer is not only she's not good for a girl. She's just Aisha is like truly, truly brilliant. She's a. I think she's an artist more than anyone I've ever met. Like she can't not drum. Yeah, she has to drum mm-hmm. uh, in order to survive. Like if I see her and she's like down she'll be like oh, I just haven't sat behind a drum kit for like three days mm. you know so I think on some level this is just a theory but I think on some level I think every woman I've ever met who is a musician has started playing their instrument for purely artistic reasons does that make sense like they, they there's like a burning inside them to mm. pick up a, a drum kit or a guitar whatever it is they have to do it uh, and I think most guys start playing guitar to get laid. So I think when you look at the Reading and Leeds lineup and you're like, oh, there's only one woman in all these bands, it's like, yeah, that's because women are too smart to start a band. Like, women start playing music because they love it and they have to do it, whereas guys are like, whoa, whoa, I'm not good at sports and girls don't like me, so I'll play guitar. I think that there's a huge, like, level of men playing musical instruments for that reason. Um, It is weird, isn't it? Because you can see more... Men, more men in bands, but women as singer-songwriters. Sort of, uh, more, when women are musicians, they're more often singer-songwriters than mm. not. Well, I just think women are smarter. That women are too smart to go. Hey, I know what I think I want to do with my life. <laughs> Drive around the country playing in pubs forever. I think that's a great. I, I just think women are too smart to do that. It I sounds think, like you're complimenting women, but what you're actually doing is slagging off this girl who's in a band. <laughs> women are too smart except you you're an idiot yeah. that's not what I'm saying I'm um, just saying I think that I think that there's more logical reasons why there are less women in music I think isn't and, it probably to do with sort of 
uh, age-old gender roles. Well, maybe, but mm-hmm. I also think that when you look at, and I don't have it in front of me, but I reckon if we took the top ten list of the biggest-selling artists of every year for the last maybe ten years, twenty years, whatever, I would say over fifty percent of them would be women, right? Well, right, yeah, around. I mean, look, 50%. Without thinking about it, I would say Beyonce, Rihanna, Taylor Swift, Adele, Florence and the Machine, like are the biggest set. Like they just sell millions and millions and millions of records. Um, yeah, I just think that there are less women because women are too smart to get into bands. Gen- yeah. Gender roles is my take. That's Who knows? I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's uh, also uh, maybe there's a sort of sense. I mean, at least in rock music. I mean, the, the, could there could there be something kind of uh, genetic predisposition to uh, fury and anger that is, uh, and women are kind of famously more considered and pragmatic, which doesn't. Well, doesn't it's... that even still feed into me saying that they're too smart to start band? Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it yeah, 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 maybe, thing, right? yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, that'll be my answer, and uh, that's the end of the show. Okay. Alfred Brown, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much. Was it okay? It was really good. Yeah? I mean, if it gets deleted, I can't. That's a mechanical error, not human. Okay. Not like. Um, thank you so much for being here. And so, uh, I can't wait to see your show. Mm. Which night are you coming? I'm going to come on all five nights. Right. Okay. Right? You came twice last time. I did. I got, a, I, I got a, a, an executive producer credit on your stand up show. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing because I didn't do anything. Um, but thank you for that. That's all right. And, That's right. Uh, Tim got a director credit. Tim directed it. I did. Wow, this is the team brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh the God. whole team behind the whole project. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll be there at the Soho Theatre, February twentieth till the twenty fifth in the ballroom. I don't know. Yeah, which with room? The ballroom with the lead pipe. Yeah. Uh, with just the Soho Theatre. It doesn't matter which yeah. room. They'll tell you which room to go into when you buy it's a ticket. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Um, yes, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. Um, oh, I have to say, uh, Ke- Kenneth did Independent Venue Week last week. So we did a little tour around all the amazing independent, not all of them, four of them. Mm. But there are lots of independent venues in this country. Mm-hmm. And we went and did some shows in Edinburgh and some other places. And it was all great. And I want to say thanks to all the uh, staff and the teams and the crew and everyone that makes all the great independent venues in this country brilliant. And I think that go to a gig. I think if you're going to just go to a gig, just literally open a copy of Time Out or whatever, however, however you kids are finding <laughs> live music now, and just point at a thing and go, let's go watch that and just pay five yeah. quid. Yeah. And go to a little venue, go Swipe to a right. live. Swipe yeah. right. Swipe to right, right to life. Swipe right to music. And uh, swipe right to the swipe right to the Excitable Boy podcast. Uh, join us next week for more nothing. Alfie Brown, thanks so much. Thanks. Tim, thanks for coming to my birthday party. Yeah, that's right. Here's the theme tune. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 